Welcome to the Everton Aren't We podcast. Uh, my name is John. I'm joined by Graham, Lee, Andrew, and another special guest tonight, James. James, so good to have you on the show, mate. How are you doing? I'm all right, thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, no pleasure. problem, mate. Pleasure, pleasure. Uh, so we're just going to run through the weekly news um, surrounding the club, and, and we'll just start with this one, and it's a pretty big one, actually. Um, so the Fan Advisory Board, we know, it does quarterly meetings with the club, and this time around... It wasn't an Everton board member who attended. Um, they they ducked out of it pretty much. Um, so Lee, I'll, I'll start with you on this one, mate. It's 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 pretty shit out isn't it? Like the bridge is well and truly burned, isn't it, mate? Yeah, just when you think they can't sink any lower, you know, one of the few obligations that they have towards the fans, they don't even commit to. Yeah. So, I mean, does it surprise me? No. Mm. But. I think the fact that I think Kevin Falwell was the only one that was there. Obviously, he's not on the board, is he? So, yeah. I mean, he just seems to be the man that's fronting it all, sitting at Goodison Park on his own in the director's box and yeah, yeah. meeting up with fan advisory boards as well. So, mm. now let's say it does not surprise me, but yeah, I agree with you. The bridge is well and truly burnt, and nothing, nothing for me anyway can ever repair it. Yeah. So, no, we're even hearing like more rumours coming out about this headlock situation as well, which I'll just touch briefly on. Uh, Richard Buxton was commenting on Twitter, replying to some tweets, and, and he said apparently the club didn't even brief individual journalists about the headlock story. It just miraculously appeared because every media outlet at Goodison was eavesdropping on, on off-the-cuff remarks. So it's it's pretty pathetic like what the club have been doing to us. It's Well, you it's know why it went briefed, briefed to the media in general? Because it's bullshit. Yeah. There's been no evidence. No, absolutely. I mean, the fact that it took... Even the police came out and said on, on the day of the Southampton game when that statement came out that they had no reports until that day. Mm. But it happened 11 days earlier against Brighton. Yeah. But, no, it's it's a joke, mate. It's, <laughs> it's just it's... screams of pure and utter, like, desperation to yeah. cling on to power as long as they can. Yeah, well, it's the, the the word that Richard Buxton used, and it's a perfect word actually. Is gaslighting. That's that's what the fan, that's what the board is doing to the fans. It's it's horrendous. Um, James, I'll come to you, mate. What's your thoughts on the whole situation, and is is there any way back for them to redeem themselves? Oh, um, no, I don't think there is. Now I think they've stepped over the line with the with the adlock situation. Um, it yeah. was just it was so unnecessary to come out with something like that, especially. Like what? What was it? Two weeks after? Yeah. Apparently, two weeks after the game, and it had only just come out. But there was, there was like you just said, there was no video proof or nothing to suggest that it had happened, and they just stayed quiet. And they made us look like the enemies when it's it's the opposite way around, really, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah. The fans have been there through. Look at the end of last season, like the fans were there behind the team and. They haven't even got the bottle to show up at the ground anymore. Yeah. No, it's so. shocking, mate. Yeah. Didn't show up at the ground. Don't show up to advisory meetings and things. It's it's a disgrace. Um, Andrew, what's your thoughts on, on this, mate? I know we've obviously spoken about it quite a lot, like, and I know you absolutely hate Bill as much as me, but um, have you got any thoughts regarding the not turning up to the fan advisory board meetings? No, nah, I mean, you guys talked about, you know, if just when you think they couldn't sink any lower, it's simply a matter of physics. When Bill's in the boat, you can always sink lower. <laughs> That's a good point to be fair, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just shocking. You know, they just find, as you say, they find new ways to just kick us while we're down, essentially. Um, Graham, any thoughts on this, mate? It's just another, you know, string to their bow of shitness, isn't it, really? Yeah, pretty pretty much. Um I, I know whenever they, they were saying that there was going to be these meetings with the fan advisory board, I know originally, I can't remember where, what podcast or whatever it was, or where I got my info on it, but, you know, there's been a lot of people on, my, on Twitter as well mentioning that there was, there was a gentleman's agreement, we'll call it, that there would be someone from the board yeah. to adhere to everybody's issues and problems. Basically, to be that face, to, to, you know, that intermediary to... Even though yes, it's a board member and they're 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 there and they're receiving it and they're seeing the reaction, they're getting the raw emotion. Yeah. 
of how the fans are feeling and what they want. Well, they're supposed to take it back and be able to deliver to whomever it may concern, whoever actually is, is turned up to do their job on that side of it, and to look after the fans who are indeed the lifeblood of the club. And yep. it just goes to show again that they're not that worried. Just a few words that's been said by a hundred people in podcasts and probably by a hundred more after this. But yeah, just just the just the James brought back a great point that has been mentioned for a while too, that you know, two weeks after and and they said at midday at a game when fans were already, you know, ready to protest. So things were yep. although it was going to be a peaceful protest, mm. people are on edge, they're nervous. People protesting are saying, are we doing the right thing? People at the ground here are maybe against the protest. You know, some people are having drinks, but they're all nervy. And that's even before you even look at what's happening on the pitch in regards to how the team are performing. Yeah. And they came out with an absolute bullshit story like that. Uh, forget the accent, bullshit. But um, <laughs> ultimately, that's dangerous. I said it at the time. They have a duty of care to us as fans. Be a season ticket holder, be that your one game you're ever going to go to. Like you imagine, like Andrew, so Andrew's in Texas, for him to come to a game is a massive, massive thing. Yeah. Imagine that was his one game to Goodison before Goodison's gone. Yeah. And he went over and arrived to that. And the situation was to escalate and get worse. Mm. You know, and, and that's just Andrew. There's people there, there's few people there's families. There's a full family enclosure there, kids. Yeah. They did take care and fans in that day, and and they just they just fucked up royally, to be absolutely honest. There's no way yeah. to sugarcoat it. They, they fucked up royally. And Have you seen more evidence it, of their narcissism recently with, obviously, the picture of Kenwright going back on the tapestry outside on the day of a game when we were off for another two weeks during an international break? So, again, just... For me, for me that as much as I didn't want to see that go back up, but at the same time, I didn't want to see Goodison defaced, albeit his... Meatball head. I don't want to see that. see anything happen to that too? Because say what you want, I am by no means a, a Ken Wright apologist or you know behind him. But that was that's the signify him getting control of the club from Peter Johnson, which was needed at the time. Mm. So, but it's just a time that, of it for me. It was always going to happen. They didn't want to leave that blank. Bill's ego would not going would not want that blank. But but what I'm saying is that's just that's just a series in a game of poker. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's how he made the move. Are you, are you going to call? Are you going to bluff? And he called and he says, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it back up and we'll see what happens next. That's mm-hmm. what he's done. I'm surprised he hasn't put about eight security cameras all facing his picture now. <laughs> um, you know, forget the rest of them. Although I wouldn't I wouldn't mind that Lisa had one from my bedroom, not gonna like. <laughs> but um, yeah, just just in terms of that, just they, they massively let themselves down, and it's one of those things. It's like when you're in an absolute spiral of things going wrong. You know, you talk about a player. I think it was a pod I was listening to. You guys, I don't, don't think it was me said it. I think it was one of the other guys or another pod, but they're talking about you know. Uh, one th- actually wasn't it was in a film that's the best about it. it was Keanu Reeves and the replacements but he talks about one thing goes wrong and then you're that concerned about that going wrong and another quick goes sand. wrong quicksand yes thank you so it's a quicksand scenario fantastic thank you Andrew um, because that that's the best way you can describe what happened to them that went wrong and then they're like shit that was the wrong call we need to make another call and they make the only wrong call and then they start sinking then they've done another thing and they've done another thing. So they've left themselves now. And and it's at this stage. They could have took the brunt of that abuse and went back to that ground a month ago. Mm. But they haven't. So now it's escalated a month more, which makes it even worse. It makes yeah. it harder to go back. So, yeah, they're just uh, terrible. Not the nicest analogy, like, but they've tied their own noose and I think they're about to kick out their own barrel from underneath them. And... Ultimately, I think we all wish that they could just run the club. We did a special last night, and it was talking. I was very heavy in Thelwell. Some guys are 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 giving them the benefit of the doubt, and it's all good and really, really good. If if you do, I want to listen to that. It came out last night. Um, by no means it's us guys patting each other on the back. It gets quite heated and, and quite good, and all the better for it. But ultimately, I wish all these guys were just doing their job fine. I wish that we could parade Bill Kenwright as a fantastic chairman. Yeah. But we can't because he's not. 
mm. because his legacy is failure. Well, it was failure. Now it's potential oblivion. So yeah. yep. I've rambled on a bit a lot on that, and I apologise. But it's just when the board just I start sweating and getting. I think um, I think Lee Mack summed it up perfectly. He said it was a car crash in slow motion. That's, yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Um, I prefer quicksand, but I'll yeah. give Lee Mack that because okay. he signed out. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, well, moving on then, um, MSP Sports Capital, and we, we've been hearing things about them quite a lot recently. Um, so they're looking at advancing talks with Mashiri to hammer out a deal to acquire a stake at the club within the next four weeks, apparently. Um, and apparently the ESC actually put out on Twitter, this was is supposedly for a junior debt package, which would allow Mashiri to seek uh, investment for the stadium from other debt funders. Um, but again, apparently they want a board member on, on the board. Like they want someone, a representative of MSP sports on the board within four weeks. So if that's the case, um, Lee, I'll come to you again, mate. It, it just, it's going to add further confusion in the summer, isn't it? When it comes to buying and selling players and stuff. Yeah. Cause apparently it's adding to the board, not replacing. Yeah. But hopefully, Hopefully these come in and these are very good investors. They're, they're not soft. They know how to make money. Um, well, it sounds weird saying it, but hopefully they quickly realise how shit and incompetent these people are mm. and basically tell Mishiri that he needs to get rid. Yeah. That's yeah. best case scenario. Worst case scenario is they carry on and there's nothing that whoever this board member is Mm. From MSP, whatever, can't do nothing about it. Yep. And we just carry on spiraling further and further away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, It'll be interesting to see what percentage of shares they actually get. Um, you know, I know, because it's, it it's, it's a different deal. Like, you know, apparently it was a 20% and there was two board members, but now that it's only a, a junior debt package and not like, I wonder if it's a smaller percentage which yeah. gives Mishiri more wiggle room to sell more shares to make more money. Yeah. Who yeah. knows? Definitely. Unless it's just simply investment and, like, you, you know, yeah. no actually shares in the club. But in that case, why would you have someone on the board? But um, it's, a, it's, I don't know. Andrew, we obviously talked a couple of weeks ago about, you know, not being able to fund the stadium properly and, and you know, being in a situation where we might have to rent our own stadium, essentially. Um, this thing of having there's too many fingers in the pie for me i don't know how you feel when it comes to stuff like this you'd rather obviously a full investment rather than little bits wouldn't you yeah but msp doesn't have that kind of juice honestly mm. not at the current machinery valuation maybe if we went down maybe they could at that point but i think at yeah. this point really the most important thing is beggars can't be choosers that mm. stadium needs to be finished and it needs to be ours if we have to rent that thing never live it down um, and the turnaround, the financial turnaround that a new stadium brings in revenue just gets completely taken out of the knees. So yeah. do what you got to do, Mashiri. Yeah, definitely. Uh, James, what's your thoughts on this, mate? And, and would you be happy with another board member being thrown on there? Yeah, see, it's a tough one, that, because the board that we've got already, as you've said, they're incompetent and yeah. like kids who have just won the lottery. Yeah. You just go out and buy all kinds and then you end up looking back and thinking, oh, well, I should have invested in this and put money into that. I don't see myself how anyone <clears throat> excuse me, could walk past or look into Everton and go, Do you know what, I, I, I'm going to invest in that because yeah. there's something good coming from it. Yeah, there's the stadium on Bramley Moor, which looks like it's going to be incredible. But mm. when you go further in and look into the club, it's a mess. Like, there's nothing good at Everton at the minute bar the stadium. So, yeah. um, if anything, I'd want a full board replacement rather than someone else coming in because how do we know that one person coming in isn't going to be exactly the same as the other four already yeah. there yeah. with the rash decisions that they're making? Um, I just I just don't know where they're going to go. Like like Andrew said, it's, it's going to be that time where they're either going to... I think, sorry, it was Gray who said it. Um, that it's going to come to the point where they're going to end up um, falling further and further before it's yeah. too late. And 
And by that time, we could be the inevitable could have happened by then. So, yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah, definitely. No, it'll be interesting to see, like, um, whether or not the, you know, the the board member that they in still has the same effect as or lack of effect as what you know Mashiri's nephew did or whatever when he was on the board for only about two weeks and then he got booted off by Bill. But um, Graham, your thoughts on this, mate? Um, I, yeah, I, I don't think your lady mentioned that other board member because <laughs> there's a few things apparently happened. We'll not yeah. go there. Mm. I, I kind of like having a podcast, but um, <laughs> yeah, um, it, it, again, it, it's I was talking about poker earlier. Well, it's it's a hard gamble, isn't it? We're just mm. hoping that it's going to be an adult to come into that room, um, and we hope that they're strong enough. Not they buy into the handshakes and the, and hopefully they go and see Blood Brothers and think it's shite. Um, <laughs> because, you know, I'm sure Bill will do everything to make him welcome. Mm. Bill and Co., sorry, because it's all very anti Bill, Bill and Co. Yep. And because what they want is to make someone welcome and to get them on side. But what we need is someone to go on with a strong arm and say, this is wrong. Mm. This process is wrong. How are you passing this? or I interject, or I disagree, or all this stuff. Basically, yeah, in regards to MSP, is it back on? I don't know. Was this from a reputable source? I've sort of stopped. It was from uh, Joe Thomas, and then obviously the ESC um, followed it up as well, so it looks like it, it could have substance have some legs to it, yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Well, yeah, because the last I heard too was they were leaning away from it because of all the, the Yeah, apparently it's back on. on now, like, for whatever reason, but... Yeah. Well, they want that. They want done. They want done. And I think that we, although we are stretched to our fullest in terms of appealability, mm. that's the word. Um, it, is now. it is now. Um, Just a um, quick question to all of you. No, because yep. apparently once we got this alleged breach and MSP sort of backed away, I'm, act- I'm actually sort of thinking, do Everton know? The punishment that they're going to be getting is not as severe as first feared, and that's why MSP have now come back in. Because they would, know. I would say they've been advised as to what could happen. I would say yeah. there's definitely briefings. There's def- yeah. there, there's no even at that the way the club have said that they were blindsided with what happened. I don't mm-hmm. believe it was that blind. I'm sure mm-hmm. it was a sucker punch, but I'm sure it wasn't as out of nowhere. Um, but. Yeah, just 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 on the point before, and then lead back on that. Lee, just as yeah, basically an adult in the room, and I think Everton still have, or maybe we've lost that sort of attractive attractiveness to players. Maybe maybe they still see with with the likes of the stadium, we're still considered maybe a bit bigger than we actually are, are projecting right now. So hopefully mm. in that case, but I, I ultimately just. I'm all in favour for someone coming in to disrupt this board. Yeah. Um, I agree with James completely. Um, Lee's wearing a T-shirt anyway, saying get them out, like Frankie goes to Hollywood. <laughs> so you don't need to ask him. But um, yeah, ultimately, it's it's get a strong arm in there. And then hopefully... Buy more shares. Well, that, that's it. Buy more shares and, and flex a bit more and say, well, you know this guy that we have at this club or whatever get him in because they have all those affiliates i.e. Uh, Iceberg and a couple of other ones but you know see how things are running and hopefully press more on and then if if some of the fan pressure does kick in and say Graham Sharp says right this isn't for me maybe I do need to back down well they'll say look we have this guy and he does fantastic things and then you can start pushing on a more adult competent board mm. that, that's, that's what I hope that's what I hope anyway yeah definitely yeah, hopefully it's uh, it starts off well and, and continues to go that well, but no one ever, nothing ever goes smoothly. But um, yeah, we'll just see how that plays out. Um, moving on then. So Everton are plotting to move for Southampton head of youth recruitment, Dan Rice, about becoming head of emerging talent at Goodison Park. So I don't know much about this guy, but what I will say is Southampton always seem to have a pretty nice academy when it comes to producing talent. Which is obviously something that we've been lacking majorly in the in the last couple of years. You know, we we talk about not being able to make anything off the the kids that are coming through because they they're just not good enough. Um, but if if this is the case that we can take some of that expertise and apply it to our academy to help players come through, then 
I'm all for that. So, um, James, do you want to touch on on this, mate? It'd be it'd be nice to see a couple of young, you know, new young lads coming through the academy, and it's about time, isn't it? Yeah, it is about time. I think what the last one, Bard Gordon, who was a bit of hit and miss at times, was probably Barkley, wasn't it? He was the yeah. only one who was to come good. When obviously he's not. He's doing all right at the minute. Where is he? He's in France at the minute, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, yeah he's in France, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it would be nice to see. Look at the likes of um, of United. I know they're a lot bigger club than us, but the likes of Garnacho, who's come through, he's doing yeah. well at the minute. Rashford, wasn't he, he was in academy, wasn't he? Yeah, Rashford, yeah, yeah. If I'm not wrong, yeah. yeah. He's um, he's excelling now, isn't he? He had a blip at the, the end of last year, or it was last year. Um but now he's kicking on, he's, he's doing well. Yep. But it, yeah, like you say, it would be nice to have the structure in the youth and they could come in and instantly get hit the ground running in the first team rather than coming in and looking lost. Yeah. Like Tom Davis, I feel sorry for him as much as <laughs> as much as everyone goes on about him, but he wasn't handled properly. He wasn't Grossly mismanaged, himself. James, yeah. yeah Grossly yeah, mismanaged. Yeah, big time. Um, and but yeah, it would be nice to see someone come in and be like, these have got the potential. I know that they'll be good fit mm. for the first team, so why not? Why not go for him if he if he's the one that yep. can do that? Yeah, definitely, mate. Big time. And most noticeably, uh, f- f- when you look at Southampton, again, you know, you've got the likes of Theo Walcott and, and players like Gareth Bale, and who did start out there before he went to Spurs, and obviously Luke Shaw and players like that, and most recently James Ward-Prowse as well, who's been playing a blinder for them. So... Hopefully John. we can go on, mate. Sorry, but just on that though, but like let's not forget, like we brought through Wayne Rooney, as James was saying there, Ross Barkley, as exciting as he was, let's not forget him and he and Dele Alley were, were button heads for who's the best English number ten, and the young number ten at mm. that time. And they and they were the same way Lukaku was and Harry Kane at the time were both banging twenty goals a season and who's gonna who's gonna you know take off in the infinity and be and be yeah. the best you know sadly the two of them um i think the problem up. was was unsworth i think everything just became well, well, so this is the thing, but everton have like liverpool as a city in general powerhouse over the last how many decades mm-hmm. pumping out players of of the quality of the english standard top yep. level you know and they have like it's so Yes, it's all good. Get someone in because something has gone wrong. And yes, I give Thelwell a kicking, and he is trying to get it right. But as we're going to come to later, there's players wanting to leave. You've uh, young uh, Small as well. He he couldn't wait to get out. You know, we talk about this cancer in the club and things going wrong. You know, it's it's these players. They're either not making it, or or they're gone. Like Tom Cannon wasn't getting a sniff. He, he finally got a loan that suits him now, and he's. He's banging them in, but how long was he banging them in for the 21s without getting any sort of way through? Ellis Sims is only in this team now in an option. Yeah. Don't disrespect him, but because we have no money and nothing else. Mm. You know what I mean? There's there's such a major gap, and there's we need a we don't need coaches, we need a fucking miracle, to be honest with you. <laughs> yep. Definitely, mate. I'll just end the podcast right there. That's 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 a fact, to be honest. Um no, but it would be nice. Hopefully, we can get a few new lads in. Lee, have you got any thoughts towards this, mate? Because well, as I said, I was looking. I, I was looking at him when you when you mentioned it. Um, I was looking for looking through Google and that, and um, I couldn't see it on Lincoln Everton. It's all Newcastle, but that was like two or three weeks ago. Hmm. He was heavily linked with Newcastle. Yeah, but was. if you look at his um his bio, he's actually been an academy, like an academy manager at Fulham and Arsenal. Yeah. Now, all right, Fulham, Fulham don't tend to produce a lot of young players, but if mm. you get a gig as your head of head of youth recruitment for a club like Arsenal, yeah, who have consistently over the last twenty years put gem system. after gem out. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the time he was there, by the looks of it, from about twenty fourteen to twenty eighteen, mm. that would have been when the likes of Saka, Smith Rowe, and Ketia all yep. would have been coming through the system. Because it was an under, he was head of youth recruitment for under 14 to under 18s. Yeah. For like a four year spell at Arsenal. Look at this, a guy done oh. his research on the pod, makes showing us yeah. up here. That's that guy, that's why we love Lee though. Lee, Lee, <laughs> <all> <laughs> both time I've done a bit of research. No, but you're spot on though, mate. If he's got that, 
pedigree behind them there, then hopefully, you know, it's it's good signs like and um, even at that and yeah. people are listening and wondering what like what pedigree for me that means he knows how to handle and nurture these kids yeah you know he bridges the gap going to be optimistic and and, you know, and give the benefit of the doubt as if my mm. opinion means anything anyway but you no know, it does to me and i want to have confidence in and in, in these and these kids and the people that are looking after them to bridge that gap again how they're coached and again we need a stable manager there's no Denying too, and it's maybe a bit of backhander, but you know they knew they were going in the in the Arsenal system. Yeah, had a style, you know. Yeah, definitely. So, mate, yeah. So, so they, so they, so they you, you know what I'm saying? So they can actually start developing these players. They can say, "This is how you play." You know, you don't hear any more of these right wingers being turned on the center halves and all sorts. You know, midfielders dropping on the center half or fullback, and you never hear that of anyone at our academy. It's yeah. just. Well, that's where they play and that's it and they don't tend to fit the system and then they they go yeah talented youngster talented youngster then it becomes youngster then it's 21 year old that isn't pulling up trees and then before you know it they're playing at stockport or somewhere else yep. town, you know what i mean so it's it's <clears throat> this all has to be knitted together and that's them when i start getting worried but i wonder I'm if this guy had anything to do with thierry smalls going to southampton because he's yeah. obviously been sitting in their academy rotten away, do you know what I mean? He's How's he getting well he's he's away on loan somewhere shit now, isn't he? Yeah. But, uh but... French second division, third division, something yeah. small. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. But yeah. We should bring him back and sit him with the other seventeens out of spite. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We just pin him. But um but yeah, hopefully, you know, we can get a couple of new lads coming through there with this guy. Um pretty exciting actually. the academy's always been like we've always been We've all, as Graham said, we've always had a nice academy. It's up until recently that we've stopped producing top quality talent, um, in my opinion. But if we can get back to that level, then you know we're, we're on to yeah. it. Yeah. Isn't it only Arsenal and Man United have brought through more academy graduates in the Premier League era than Everton? Yeah, yep. so, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I agree with Gray on that. Like Unsworth just ran it. Like the goal was to just win that league consistently, yeah. rather than give a developmental path to the actual Everton team. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that. I mean, you look, that that team won, what was it, five, six years ago now? We won, the, the, the youth twice team won the Premier League. Twice, twice, yeah. twice on the bounce. Yeah. No, it was not twice in three years. Yeah, yeah, twice in three years. They won it, then finished like third, and then won it again also in the year after. Yeah. But you think the only, there's literally the one player that's, well, not even consistently, but has stayed at Everton was Tom Davies. So like yeah. the Caden Dal, he didn't last long. Yeah, you know, exactly, literally yeah. none of them. And surely, if you're that successful at that level, there should be a clear pathway to the first team. Look yeah. at Arsenal's youth team that beat Everton in 2004 in the FA Cup when they had Fabregas making his debut. Mm. They ripped up the under 21s and Wenger threw them all in against Gravison, Carsley, and they fucking. Fabregas replaced Patrick Vieira in that Arsenal team. Yeah. And I'll tell you another player out of that Unsworth crop who was grossly mismanaged. He should have been far more. John Joe Kenny. Yeah. John Joe Kenny had the tools to be something far more. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And we spoke about this the other week where players are, you know, they're finely tuned and they can perform at that level. But it's like the whole Mares analogy I love to use is where you you battle hard enough until you can pull a glass ceiling underneath you. And then your level, your base level is then up five levels and you keep battling again until that you can close it off. And that hard work becomes base level again. Yeah. And in terms of developing and, and for me, I thought Kenny was massively, massively mismanaged yeah. because Kenny could have been far more. He could have been. Didn't, sorry, guys. Didn't um, John Joe Kenny feature in the, um, under 21's World Cup winning side. Yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah. In 2000, was it 2018? There was like six. Ham Doyle, Lookman, youngsters that Calvert were in. Yeah, Ham Doyle, Ham Doyle, Lookman, Davies, Calvert Lewin, and. Wasn't it another defender? Lookman. Was it Lookman? No, I don't think he was. Mm. He's the age group below them, I think. Mm. But there was, there was like four Everton players. So there was Dal, Davies, Calvert-Lewin, and someone else, and I can't... John Joe Kenny. John Joe Kenny, yeah, that was down yeah. four. He had like Solanke Schalke. as well, didn't he? Yeah. He was Bundesliga Player of the Month a couple times when he was at Schalke. 
Yeah. He was the wonder wonder what they call it, Wonder Boy his first month there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He had, he had up. I was really excited to get him back. Five yards too. Mm. Well, he would have been the answer to the problem that we've had the last three or four years at right back. I don't know Coleman's had a resurgence this year and been unbelievable. But he should have been Coleman. Yeah, he what? he should have been what Patterson yeah. is. If anything, yeah, he should exactly. be established now. He should be the new Coleman. You know, yeah. I, I have friends that are Celtic fans, and um, and any time we spoke about them, apparently, right, the word around Celtic was he was homesick. But he was he was rubbing it up in Hamburg or yeah. sorry, Talca. Hmm. But um, it now was, he's in Hertha. <laughs> yeah, but he's homesick. He's homesick in Glasgow. Nah, just again, just a fucking club. Yeah, no, we never should have had to rely on Coleman for this long. No, he he, well, I was about, he, he should have been done about three years ago. And mm. it's it's what is he now? 34, 35, and he's still our first choice right back. Yeah, the word is he went to the board teams. The word is he went to the board and says, You need to replace me like three years ago. Yeah, I'm yeah. Done. yeah, definitely. He should, he should have done something about it then. And mm. it's just, it's, it's just. It's mind-boggling what 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 they must sit and talk about in the boardroom and or when they're looking at players to bring in. Yeah, just all uh, trying to get free tickets off Bill for Blood Brothers. Can we just can we yeah. just take a moment though? How fucking good and how much is it a is it a travesty that Seamus Coleman hasn't won something with this club? He is pr- a proper proper Everton player, Evertonian. Mm. Yes, yeah. I don't care what anyone says. Same with a lot of that Oh, that Moyes era team, the likes of Jagielka, Baines, you know, Kale, it, it's an absolute travesty that none of them got their hands on us, Sophie. Mm. It really is. It's like a not dark full Neville, isn't they? It's really He's been arguably our player of the season for me. Um, there's a couple yeah, in there, me, but he's, he's right up there, like, but. Yeah, hopefully, you know, we can start building a nice academy and, and bringing some lads through again. Um, it'd be nice to see. But just moving on then, this is a quote from uh, Alex Awobi recently. Um, and he said in an interview, he, he likes playing as a number eight, but wherever I'm told to play, I'll play, obviously. Um, but that just shows his preferred position is a number eight. Andrew, we've been saying this, you know, for a long, long time. Um, and obviously, Dyche has come in, he's put him out wide on the right-hand side there. But... Especially against Old Trafford the other day, you know, sorry, against Man United, that's Old Trafford. I thought he should have been in the middle. He should have started there. Um, but and there you go, he's just proved our point. Maybe he also told Carlo he wanted to be a ten, and that he always was a ten, and he played as a ten for Arsenal. So yeah. I think I might be attributing this more to like good gamesmanship on Awobi's part. It's mm. like I don't think Dyche is really going to use a classic number ten, so I will be the thing that Dyche wants me to be. And he is well suited for it, no doubt. He's extremely versatile. Mm. I would like to see him, you know, creating more. But under Dice, yeah, you're not going to have that like playmaker kind of person. So good on yeah. him. Well yeah. played. Definitely, yeah. No, because when he was in the middle earlier on this season, even though we created very little on the Lampard, he was he was our bright spark. Like he was, as we touched upon, he was up there with De Bruyne for assists. So I'd like to see him in the middle more. Um, Graham, I know you obviously agree with that as well because he's he's got something about him. Um, but as Andrew said, there he could be playing chess with Dice, maybe. Maybe I I think he maybe seen himself as a number ten until he actually got to express himself in the eight under Frank Lampard. Yeah, he played his best, probably his arguably his his career his best career football that under under Frank Lampard. Um, I think the start of the season he was able to drop into a deep line playmaking role on a six. He was able, he was actually breaking up play as well. Um, again, what Andrew says, yeah, the echo is massively versatile. The people listening to this now saying, shut the fuck up. Um, no, you shut the fuck up. People cannot wait to kick the shit out of Alex Awobi. And you know what? Regardless if he has a bad game or not, he tries. He tries, and there's player, other players out there, and they'll kiss our, they'll kiss their arses when they're shit and average, just because of who they are, and and, and their thoughts. But ultimately, like I'm a massive fan of Alex Wobey. I think he, I think he plays fantastic in a three sixty scenario. He needs the way he plays, he, and he does do that annoying thing where he sort of dribbles it off his toe and he he spins around, and the dreadlocks are flicking everywhere, and I just be like, just the way he moves and that, it can be frustrating. I can see how annoying it, it can be for people. 
And I don't actually mean for people to fuck up. Please don't come after me again on Twitter. It's not very nice. Not but, um, actually, I do <laughs> fuck you all. But <laughs> I'd like to apologize to absolutely nobody. But um, <laughs> yeah, basically, I, th- I think that with him, that's that's why he's saying now he's an eight. And he's seeing Decore do that more physical eight, whereas I think it will be is more of a clean and tidier number eight. Um, they're that they're maybe that two different styles of that position, but yeah, um, I think we're better with him in the team at the minute than without him. Uh, I think that goes without saying, but the fact as well, I'm just glad as well he's willing to be versatile because yeah. we have him, McNeil, and Gray as wingers. Mm. Um, so we, we aren't really blessed in anything there, so yeah, he's a nice utility. Yeah, look, I'm just a fan, always thought that there was in there, and always looked at him and thought he's an inside player. When I did see him play inside for Arsenal, I thought he did very well. I was quite happy when we signed him, but um, because I think ultimately we signed him looking to play him on the left hand side even though we just bought Richardson for there and we have Bernard. Mm. He was supposed but, to be Zaha, right? Yeah, well, that's it. He was supposed to be Zaha, who's, yep. I think, one day on the SAR, but that's for, that's for the Health Club podcast. But, yeah, he's... Uh, I'm, 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 I'm quite a fan of him. He's the second coolest man in Liverpool. He's only second to Lee Yamo. I was a boy. <laughs> so, no, he's... It's, Ah, uh, look, I think we're better than we are without him, but it, it's just one of those in, fa- in fashion things at Everton, just to hate on him. And I think he deserves the least. Not the least, but I think he deserves a lot less than a few other ones that do deserve it, that don't get it. But, hey, well, I'll just keep fighting that fight. And... Yeah, Graham's got his yeah. will be shirt on right now, actually. So uh, that's not let you know how, how big of a fan he is. But James... Um... Is he? Is he? Is this a message that he's trying to send to Dice to say, "Listen, you need to play me in proposition"? Or, and, and personally, where would you like to see him play out on the right or in the middle? See, I, I like a Wobi. Um, I feel like it's, since when he when was he signed? Twenty seventeen. He's been all over yeah. the place, Annie. He? They haven't really mm. cemented him in a certain position. He's been on the right, on the left, in the middle, yep. in the number number ten sometimes. But um, I think. I think as you say, he's better than a three, isn't he? I think yeah. he's that engine. If when when before he wasn't there on the Lampard, if he was that engine in the middle. He was trying to play that forward pass. Yeah, definitely. Was, yeah. Like obviously, sometimes it doesn't come off, but at least he was forward thinking rather than taking it in, going back side yeah. to side. Um, but yeah, I do think his is the position I play him in would be the number eight yeah. rather than I was on the on the wing because he's not. He can he can beat a man, but. The final ball sometimes is a bit. Yeah, it, I know what you mean. Always, yeah, doesn't it doesn't always hit the man that he's intending it to. So yeah, I would I would stick with him in in the middle. Definitely, yeah. I think he's one of the very few players in the squad that will drive the ball across the halfway line and not just look to pass it across. He he will run with it. Um, yeah, but even at that, just just as well, right. I, I agree completely with James, and I made a great point. That I should have too. Just took off me a will be shirt, but. <laughs> yes, there's no forgiving though he has been very wasteful with the ball recently. Mm. Yeah. His form is depth. I don't think he's taken Lampard leaving uh that well. No. But again, like he's he's been mismanaged or he hasn't worked hard enough under all our Everton managers. We don't know. We do not know. A lot a lot of people did not have faith in him. So I'm not saying like that they were all wrong. I'm just saying that when it came to Geller and we actually found a, a position for him, people people tend to think that he's just been informed for a couple of weeks. He was solid from like last March till say October, yep. November. And people might say, right, well, that's only six months or whatever. That's fair enough. But we haven't seen consistency like that from an Everton player in the last four or five years since Obi's been at the club, realistically, really, have we? Yeah. Ghana maybe had it. People say Richardson. Richardson was shite all last season until like the last couple of months. Let's face it. Cal- Calvert-Lewin's season under Ancelotti. Yeah, well, yeah, that season. I thought Richardson was there since that yeah. season. Um, that's just me depressing Everton head on there. But do you know what I'm saying? Since since Carlo, like there's been no massive consistent runs of players. So I think he has had a bit, bit longer of a run. I think this season maybe was consistent. You would say Tarkovsky, Jordan Prickford, but I feel mm. players... So you say maybe just Tarkovsky, really, and, and Coleman yeah. this year, but influential in an attacking sense, it's been toothless all over, really. Mm. Plus, he has been aiming for nobody. 
You do remember that too. I think I'd like to see him work on his shooting a bit more. Um, because it's the shots look a bit weak, like very, very, like just just slow and tame, and you know, he just straight at the keeper. It's almost like he's got no confidence when he gets in that position. Just, just like to see him hit it. You know what I mean? Like if if it will be had Demari Gray shooting, he'd be some player. Like, you know what I mean? He always but, seems to catch the ball. Sorry. Yeah, he always quit. seems to catch the ball with like his heel, yeah. rather than getting his his foot under it and mm. going through it. It always seems to be like the back of his foot. Yeah. I went to the Tottenham game on Monday night last week, and there was chances in there. I think he beat is it Porro? He yeah. Cut in on the left, and it was mm. like is it, is it? And he and then he goes out wide, and then we lose the ball, and it's it's like come on, just just have a if if you're in the position, why not? There's no one else yeah. that's going to be putting the ball in the back of the net, so just have a go. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, definitely. Lee, um, what's your thoughts on this, mate? Are you are you uh, in the Graham It Will Be Fun Club, like, or? I, I, I wasn't as big as fan when we signed him, but I I have grew to, like, not love him, but appreciate him because I think, you know, we have, we have Phil Neville over the years, and he's, he's a well better player than Phil Neville. But he basically he's the Steve Watson of of this Everton. The only thing he's missing is a hat trick against Leeds and Gullows and Yeah. He's literally played in every single position besides goalkeeper and centre half, I think. Yeah. And I think that's part of his problem. Well, not his problem, but man, the managers that he's had is that they know if they're missing someone in a position, Alex Wobie's there. It was the same with Steve Watson whenever Whenever we had a problem on the right hand side of defence, it'd be like you're going back there. Yeah, I think he played right back the game after he got the hat trick against Leeds. He was a striker and then got put to right back the week after. And yeah. I think Awobi suffers the same sort of thing as that. He is so versatile and he is so competent mm. in other positions. Like it's not like he's you know even I remember the Fulham game against Fulham away under Ancelotti and he played right wing back. One of the best players on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. Since since Ancelotti, like whatever he done for himself and progressed himself, that's where he. It's basically people wonder what he's doing in training. Well, that shows that he's a hard trainer and he he has a bit of everything, really. Yeah, and definitely. Yeah. Testament. Oh, he's, he's definitely a hard worker. Yeah. Um, moving on then, and and this lad's been doing the rounds lately because of obviously the the inform that he. That he's in, he's, he's just absolutely on fire at the moment. Tom Cannon, you know, you touched on it earlier, Graham. Um, he's just he's just a monster for Preston at the moment. Um, he, he, every time he gets the ball, he just looks to put it in the net, which is, you know, something that we've been greatly missing, obviously. But uh, my question to put to you guys, Andrew, I'll, I'll come to you first, mate. Should Tom Cannon be in Everton's first team next season, or would you look to cash in? I'm afraid of the Ellis Sim situation where he was scoring for fun for what hearts. And then he was scoring yep. for fun in the championship. And then mm. you bring him back. It's like, wow, why didn't he bang in for that game? This makes no sense. Yeah. It's unfair on a prospect. Like you have to take it slow and manage their career fairly. Not just because we're about as shallow as a pothole. Yeah. So <laughs> no, uh, I think, point. I think another loan is probably the right move. Um, I just hope we have that option. I hope you know if we lose Onana, we we do something up front, and that yeah. won't be the move. Mm. Yeah, it's just a shame. Like we we as we touched on before, we don't seem to develop the lads properly, and we're either throwing them in at the deep end or not at all. Um, but yeah, we don't have like generational talents right now. Like a Phil Foden who just is an absolute wonder kid at a super young age. Mm. That is not this. Um, otherwise, yeah. he'd already be back, and also we already would have sold him to Chelsea. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably. Um, James, what's your thoughts, mate? Tom Cannon should should he be in the squad next season, or would you like to see him go out on loan or for another term, or what? I agree with Andrew there. I think he he should be put back out on loan. Um, as you said, development more than any in like in the situation that we're in, and it's probably not going to change next season. Yeah, it's going to be tough for him to get because at the minute we're relying on Calvert-Lewin mm. and I feel sorry for Sims as well because we're sort of we're looking at him as if he is Calvert-Lewin and he's he's not he's not that that type of player he's he's got a presence but it's not the presence like Calvert-Lewin's got in the box so 
Yeah. I think for Cannon, I think the best thing to do with him would be to send them back out on loan, but it could leave us short again. And that's if this finance, if this breach stuff happens and we end up getting a transfer ban, then who are we going to look to for, for goals? Yeah. That's the only problem with it. Yeah. But that's a, that's a good point, actually. If we do end up getting a transfer ban, you know. Would we, if he is on loan, would we be allowed to recall loans and stuff like that? Lee, what's your your thoughts on on him and Tom Cannon, mate? I I think in terms of like him and Sims, he's ahead of Sims in terms of progression, because his very first loan out on the club is to a Championship team. Hmm. Sims was in League One or League Two at Blackpool, and went to the Prem Scottish Premiership. Yeah. Now he's at the Championship. So my biggest concern is where do you send him on loan? Because he's either going to go to, well, you send him to a Premier League club, one of our relegation rivals, mm. or obviously he can't play against us. Yeah. So could do us a favour there. Or yep. you send him up, send him to like Holland or somewhere abroad. Yeah. Like Brankwaite's gone on loan this season. Mm. And that's my biggest fear is that where do you send him now? It's like almost as if. They're basically saying, like, this is your one, in my opinion, this is your one and only loan. Go yeah. and prove that you can do it and mm. come back in the summer. But, well, bearing in mind, you know, the gap between us and Preston North End is, is getting a lot closer, do you know what I mean? Because they, they look like they're about to come up anytime soon. So, yeah. Graham, what's your thoughts well, on... He's, he's an exciting talent, isn't he? And uh, would you like to see him in and around and, you know, the first team next season? Would... <sighs> I hope he progresses to be at that point, yes. Um, I think that would be an asset. I was going to say, I just checked the standings there because I know Preston, sort of around Christmas, they were sort of mid, mid-championship, mid but Couple they're like points one, off a promotional spot, point yeah. Playoff places playoff, now, yeah. like he's Preston, and I know Cannon too, without looking at the numbers, and I didn't there, but I think it's, uh, he scored seven times for them, and he's got six in his last six. Yep. So again, I talk about closing this door under you as you level up. If he can keep pushing and pushing till the end of the season, getting a few more goals, being consistent, being as involved, and he, he'll have that experience. Well, he has that experience now of actually chasing something, playing for something, yeah. playing for the Holy Grail, which is the Premier League, isn't it really? Yeah. Um, in terms of English football, um, especially club, respect, all due respect, like Preston. Um, well, I'll, I'll go against the grain. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Because if he is doing it there, high-level championship, we have a bit of pressure. Because championship is no Muggs league. Mm. Lee said it best. I was sort of, when he said there is ahead of uh, Sims, I was going to be all, mm, I'll come back at that. But no, Lee's right. He did. He went championship. Then he went to Hearts. Then he had the injury. Came back then out to Sunderland and, and all this. But like, they were very the same. They, like He was banging them in for the under-21s the same way Cannon was. Yeah. Um, so it's just a case of, just for the sake of debate, then I'll 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 hang me I'll hang me coat and that. Just be like, I would like him to be an option. Yeah. I'd like him to be an option to see how he gets on for the first half of next season. Mm. As much as I, I'm very fond of Dominic Calvert Lewin. I, I love the guy. I think he's brilliant. I just his style of football front, I think is is what I want to see from a centre forward and the way he gels it together. Um, and usually can get on the end of them since since Ancelotti's tenure. That I think why not for Cannon if he was if we if we were to bring in someone else, Calvert Lewin, as they hopefully stay fit, and why not have Cannon be our third choice and, and have Sims as that fourth choice? Every every Premier League club should have four centre forwards, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, four centre well, forwards. It is a bit of a stupid question because I think I know the answer. You're allowed nine substitutions now in a Premier League game, aren't you? Yep. And you obviously do want to see a different type of striker to change it up if you're winning or losing or chasing the game, whatever. So say Calvert-Lewin's your number one striker, so he starts. Yep. And then Sims is on the bench as your number two to come on mm. as a similar type of player. And then Cannon's totally different. Who are you having, Cannon or Mopai? <laughs> well, this is the thing, though, but do you want... The- it's not a stupid question at all, either. I'll just no, it's not oh. stupid. I just know the answer. <laughs> no, well, it's it's not. A, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want any, and I wouldn't want 
they or I would want both of them at the same time. You know, whoever's in form, whoever who, I want them both to be at a level where they where they can do something. Am I confident yeah. Nell Sims coming into this team at the moment? No, I'm not. I'm just not like. Um, I I think he's rushed in a fantastic goal at Chelsea, but still need to see a lot more from him if I'm being absolutely brutally honest. Yeah. But um, again, Cannon, we don't know what he can do Premier League. I do know whenever he came on against uh, Bournemouth, Southampton, who was it against Southampton, wasn't it? Yeah. Or was it, it was Bournemouth, Bournemouth. He came on at Bournemouth and he did more in 10 minutes than Neil Mopay did in, in uh, 80. Yep. So, or 70 or whatever it was. Anyway, Cannon did a bit more. Like, he, he got on the end of one. And you imagine if that was a Cannon form. So, he can't find the net the same way Ellis Sims can. It's, mm. whether, it's whether our play suits these players. But get the man for a pre-season if he comes back and imagine... Then the day if Preston goes up, they're they're going to try and buy him. I would imagine. Yeah. Mm. But like even at that, again, an asset we're talking about in Kunku, he could be being. Well, he looks like he's being sold anyway. Good riddance, in my opinion. But you know, you're getting money from him from a successful loan. Happy days. Yeah. We're selling Broadhead there and stuff for like one point six. Then he's scoring now for Wales and stuff. Again, gross mismanagement at our club. Yeah. Whether they could make it or not. So it's just a case of I don't know. And I've no faith in the board, no faith in the club, no faith in the coaches, really. Like, I love yeah. the club, demands me. So, I would love to see him as an option, and I would love to see him. I would, nothing would fill me with more joy than seeing him bang goals on for Everton. Yeah, definitely, mate. If we can get something back on mobile and throw him into, him into the mold, I'd be delighted. But we'll see how it plays out. Um, moving on to another youngster, then, um, Isaac Price. He's decided apparently uh, that Evan, Everton isn't right for him and he's close to joining Standard Liège in Belgium. Um, he's been at Everton since the age of seven and um, he, he was he's made his breakthrough uh, in the 2021 season. And um, apparently he's already had the tour of the Standard Liège training ground. So he's, he's pretty close and he seems pretty adamant despite us you know, wanting to ex- extend his contract. He seems pretty adamant on leaving. So... That's a disappointing one for me. Um, I was really looking forward to to seeing him break through, and he, he just feels like he's not getting the opportunities. So again, James, do you want to touch on uh, Isaac Price, mate? It's another lad who looks like he's going to leave. Yeah, leaving because Everton don't know what to do with youth when they come through. And yeah, well, fair play to the lad. If if Everton's not where he wants to be, then he's. It's his own right to go wherever he wants to. And yeah. if he's going to get first team football at them and they're going to develop him right, then albeit look at look at Kenny. I know he was at a bit of a uh, he's a bit older than Isaac Price, but he didn't want to stay at Everton and be what was it third fourth choice right back. He wanted yeah, to go yeah. and play first team football. So mm. that's what the lad wants to go and do. Then wish him all the best. Yeah, definitely, and mate. Just hope that they manage him better than what we do. Yeah. Exactly. It's um, it's one that it's um, it's similar to the likes of uh, Sancho. You know, when he was at Manchester City, and he's at around a similar age to what Isaac Price is now. He obviously left, went to Germany, played very well, and and then came back, and he's you know playing for United. So if he can go away, as as you say, standard age is a decent club, in my opinion. Um, don't know about the league. I don't know if he would learn as much in Belgium as you would in the likes of Germany or Italy, perhaps. Um, but we'll see about that one. I'll just I'll just push in there, John. Well, I, I, I think he would. I think it's I think he's being smart to be honest. Um, yeah. As much as it's going to be a loss to us, I think I think it's it's a way for him to get first team football quicker and yeah. adapt more. As I says, I said before, I seen him play for Northern Ireland there when I was up at the match. Yeah, yeah, eyes were firmly fixed on him, and he was. He, I said between Northern Ireland and Finland, that was quite the. Maybe lower championship, League One level for that yeah. game. For what I seen, to be absolutely honest, um, and and to be honest, it was just he's, he's not Premier League level. I don't think it's just grossly gross mismanagement by Aaron. I think it's just he's not at that level to get on. He's probably had the conversation. He just says you're not there yet. You need to work on it. But um, ultimately, he doesn't want to keep developing there. And you've yep. seen now so many, so many. British and Irish youngsters, and like you look, the amount of Scots that are going to Italy now. Mm. You know what I mean? There's you, these guys are realizing that you don't just have to go sit and stay and play in Kilmarnock or in Manchester or London or whatever, and you've only got you're, you're isolated to this island, like you're involved in some sort of battle royale. Ultimately, 
there's a there's a bigger there's a bigger pool of places where to go, mm. and these guys are these guys are, are are fine. Like Bellingham, prime example. Yep. Went got out of here, had offers. Now I'm going to go to Germany, try my luck, and grown up. Let's not forget too these players when they go abroad, and if they they reach their potential, they stand out so hard in these leagues massively. Tomori in Italy as well. Yeah, and then whenever they want them to come back, then whenever they want them to come back. It's, it's mega money, mega mm. money. So um, he's just looking after his career. Sadly, he's, he, he hasn't accelerated his progression to get onto that Everton team. But as I say, I did watch him with my eyes and, and not, not a lot of us have got it. I've, I've had a chance to, to watch him play at a high competitive level, albeit mm. whatever you have in Northern Ireland. Uh, to be chatting any shade to anyone. But um, <laughs> yeah, ultimately... He's, he's not Premier League level, albeit a cameo off the bench and stuff, and in two games, but in both games, didn't see much from him. So, um, yeah. no, if he is gone, all the best to him. And, mm. and sadly, he just becomes a stick for us to beat our board and club with because, yep. again, they let another promising youngster go. I yeah. just hope it works out for him and it doesn't end up in the TRA small thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, um, I think the the smart thing for me would for Isaac Price would be to try and just keep him here for another twelve months and then loan him out for that twelve months, see how he gets on. If he plays really well, you can make something on him, but be ashamed just to lose him for nothing. Like um Andrew, what's your thoughts on, on the situation, mate? We keep talking about these kids, you know, and we keep losing them. It's players just don't want to play for Everton when they're at that age. Yeah, I think we're all just jealous that he saw that it was a bad idea to support Everton before we did. <laughs> It's Definitely, really, yeah. really well played, Isaac. Um, yeah. <laughs> honestly, my brain got sidelined by Scotsman in Syria. Just imagining Arriba Derchi. Pouring iron brew on his bolognese. Yeah, it's a disappointing one. It'd be sad to see, it'd be sad to see him go. Lee, what's your thoughts on the price meeting? Oh, oh fucking hell. Um, <laughs> do you know what? I don't blame him. I mean, I don't think it's a case of gross, so much gross management with him. I think he's just, he just doesn't want to be at the club. He sees his future and his journey towards the top level, top end of football, mm. away from Everton. And good luck to the lads. I hope, as Graham said, I hope it doesn't end up like it's really small because that'll just it'll just look like a bit of an idiot for choosing that route. But good yeah. luck to him. Still, they play in the future for Northern Ireland too, so I I need him to go there and tear it up. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, as soon yeah. as he cuts that cord, ever and I'm like, right, forget about that now. It's all like Northern Ireland now, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, top marks for everyone. The accent, by the way, it's quality, superb, mate. One of your better ones, that. Decent American um, accent, too, don't they? <laughs> um, yeah, moving on then and this is perhaps a really positive thing for us and obviously we you know we get excited about Bramley Moore and rightly so and you know the more things we hear about it the more excited we get and this is this is huge this one as well so Bramley Moore has been selected as one of the stadiums um, for the UK and Ireland's 2028 Euro bid um, and interestingly enough there's no Anfield or Old Trafford on the list as well, so it is one of the main ones, like for UK and Ireland. So it's it's really nice to see, and you know, I, I just I just can't wait. I'm just wanted to open already and and just get things done, even if we're not in it, and you know, it's hosting other things. It's something that we can be proud of. So um, James, I'll, I'll come to you, mate, on this one. It's really nice to see, isn't it? And are you surprised not to see the likes of Old Trafford on the list? I am. You know, it's the Etihad on there, isn't it? A lot of concerts happen at the Etihad, don't they? have seen the likes of Ed Sheeran that day. Um, but yeah, it, it would be nice to... I, I can't remember who it was. it was. It was either this podcast or Toffee TV. Um, nah, it's, all, about, it's ours, mate, that one. Definitely was, nice. it, was it yours? <laughs> um, <laughs> about if anyone ever wants to come in and do a concert there, like any... Like I've seen someone saying about the Beatles return. Not the Beatles, but hell. Oasis, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> quality, mate. Uh, that was late. That was late. That, was late yeah. that would be yeah. a bit difficult. That way, only like <laughs> their depth is worse than ours. For fuck's sake! <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
Um, but yeah, it's just opening it for people to come and perform there. It, it would it would boost it massively, especially for Everton receiving. Not only look at all the ale sell there, the food, everything mm-hmm. like that. It's it, it'd be it'd be well worth doing, and to be stupid to say no. Yeah, in all honesty, it'd be like Everton to go and be like, no one's allowed to play in the stadium other than Everton, like you done with the merchandise. Yeah, and they were like, we're not going to sell it anywhere else, bar the Everton shop. Hmm. Yep, definitely, mate. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, to do that. Yeah, absolutely, mate. But uh, one of the things that stood out is that one of the, the things that they're going for with the um, Euro stadiums is they want them to be compact and connected to the fans. And that's obviously something that we've been screaming about for Bramley Moore. We want it to be connected to the fans. We don't want it to feel like, you know, an empty cardboard box. Like, so, Andrew, I'll come to you on this one. It's, it's, something, it's something nice to hear about the stadium, isn't it? Yeah, I think the timing is huge uh, because this reminds me of Men in Black 2 where it's like Old Trafford and Anfield are like old and busted and we're new hotness. <laughs> Quality, mate. These these get better every single episode, honestly. <laughs> Unbelievable. How did you go from Everton to Men in Black? Sensational. <laughs> I want to be there. I get it because you could bridge them by just go and fucking erase my memory, would you please? <laughs> Take me back to Ancelotti. Let me think Ancelotti still manages us and it's November. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big time, lad. But no, but yeah, it's uh, oh. it's it's really nice to see. And um if we can host a quarter final in Bramley Moor, I'll be delighted with that, you know. Graham, your thoughts on this, mate? Yeah, it's fantastic. It's 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 absolutely fantastic. Seen today on Twitter, United fans aren't happy. This is all being at the at the at the glaciers because uh, I I do friends that go to Old Trafford all the time, um, all the time, and and they they're just saying like how bad the stadium's getting. Apparently, it's 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 getting pretty pretty tired looking pretty quick, and there's no investment going into it. So yeah, sorry, my weights are screaming. There's a three and an ace pandemic in my house at the moment, so it's all cards and tears and yeah. Well, you have to beat them, don't you? That's how they learn. But uh, <laughs> yeah, look, if I, I think it would be a massive thing, yeah, because it it just gives us it gives us that wee bit, doesn't it? We just sit and get kickings all the time, Everton, really. Like, so it's just nice to sort of get a wee nod. We're like, Jesus, Everton, oh, they're still like, wow, look at their stadium, you know? Yeah. Never know who sees him. Some some player, God forbid, whoever it is, and we could be on for him, and he could play in that stadium during those Euros, and just mm-hmm. say he he doesn't even need to think what you know what would it be like playing there. He might say I played in that stadium. The way it contains the sound, the you know, it's the atmosphere, the feel around it, everything. Even those people in Liverpool when I was there, wow, what a place! So it could give us that wee nudge. Who knows? Maybe that is a bit pie in the sky yes but mm. no it would just be absolutely fantastic and then just hopefully see Northern Ireland just play England there and just I don't know who but Isaac Price just a stick one that's all bag lovely see his yep. cry if you don't hear then we'll do a reaction yeah nice English. yeah but um, well we'll play Scousland and we'll beat them too probably not but still It'd be interesting to see actually if, obviously, you know, with all the merchandise and the drinks and the food and stuff that we, we're going to get for that, but if we actually get paid to to host a stadium as part of the Euros, because I'm just all about the money. You'd like the backhanders, you'd like to think so, wouldn't you? To secure the bag, yeah, definitely. But, um, you know, it's really nice to see and, you know, it's hopefully it's one to do as proud and the rest of the country just take off their bitterness and the hats towards Everton at the moment and just, you know, just look to us as something... To envy with the nice stadium, I don't know, but uh, I don't yeah. see just on that though. Just before we, we end, just go around the board. What one thing do you think would go wrong? So, Everton hosting a match, I'm going for just the electricity, <laughs> they just cut out quarter final of the autos and it sinks. You just see, like, <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, Antarctica <laughs> just dissolves and it's underwater. Yeah, the biggest waves ever seen on the River Mersey, <laughs> or even just one end of it goes under and just the ball just rolls, stops in the line, and you're like, ah, oh, it's on, and then just the stadium collapses and the ball goes on. Shocking, mate. Everton, oh, this is what they've done to us. Can you believe it? I know, I know. Disgusting. but yeah, it's got Kate Winslet on one end of the stadium saying, Never let go, Jack Harrison. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's terrible. It's terrible, James. Thank you so much, mate, for joining in this madness. I appreciate you getting on. 
Yeah, no problem. Thanks for inviting me on. Really yeah, we'll be taking it. Pleasure. Pleasure. Yeah. Graham, Lee, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us and uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Right, lads. I just want to bend your ear for a wee second here. Do you remember a certain Turkish centre forward that played for Everton? Remember the training photos through the week you would see and it was just like hair and scalp and people used to be like Jesus look at that well they see your three pronged attack see if you don't look after it that's basically what it looks like not very nice <laughs> but um, that's why over at Manscaped we have the performance package now guys this is the real deal I'm not even joking this thing just can get in everywhere it really really can and it does not leave chafing have you ever messed about and used hair removal cream or you've used a premium razor thinking this will be great and then it feels like you get sandpaper on the inside of your thighs and elsewhere for the rest of the week well this thing eliminates that i'm not even joking it feels so smooth after the cut and even on the grow back it does not recce um i've also got the crop reviver which can give your balls basically a fantastic boost and as you walk around all day it's it feels great that's the best way to put it um also the crop preserver straight after a cut and i tell you it just feels good settles everything down and just gives you that musky man smell you know so you can just feel confident beating around all day with your nice shaven tommy gravis and lee carsley combo so guys if you order from manscaped you can use our code eaw20 and you can get 20 percent off your order and free postage worldwide so please, once again, listen in if you'd like to support the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Everton Army podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with all your blue friends and family. And don't forget to rate, subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us out as we build this thing up. You can also catch us on Twitter by searching for at EAWpodcast. And if you have anything else you'd like to discuss with us, you can reach us via email at eawpodcast at gmail.com.